That's a nice toenail polish color you oh, have thank on. Thank you. Um, Red Door Spa. I'm proud of you, boo. Um, I went out with my Pandora friends, and we got manis and petties. Oh, but um, I noticed nice. you put you have a nice pedicure on, but you didn't put lotion on though. You know what? I mean, but that's typical of you. It's okay. You know, you've been checking I've known me on you lotion for, for years now. It's like, I mean, you know, it's just kind of like in my mind. I'm like, who's gonna, you know, like who's really paying attention? I mean, if you look at my arms, feel this. Feel how smooth this is. Feel that, like baby oil oh, smooth. You're using you a know, new lotion. Uh, I used this morning. I used like this baby oil kind of lotion thing. It's like it smells so good. You do know? you ever? When do you put lotion on your feet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like half of the nation when I get a manicure and pedicure. That's it? Yeah. Michelle, I put lotion on my feet every day, night what? and day. I mean, your I feet look nice. They, they look nice, but they would look a lot better if you put some lotion, lotion on it. On they me? have a slight gray tone to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, you know, I have to um, consider that. You know, I, I did buy some oils. You know, the oil you had in your bathroom. Your shits don't need oil. They need lotion. Oh, they need lotion. You need some shea butter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can get me some shea moisture from, from Essence. <laughs> Maybe Rich. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well let's, I'm going like, to ask. Like, Dedication, hard work, plus patience. To some more my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. Dedication. That's how I've been feeling all day long. Mm. This Nipsey Hustle thing is really hurting my heart, man. Yeah, it it's um, it's sad. I'm gonna talk a little more about it later. I can't even get myself to talk about it right now. But you know, my mood has been fucked up. Mm. You know, we're constantly reminded that tomorrow is not promised. I can't tell people enough. And if one more person says, "Oh, the next time." You know, this summer, oh, let's get up. You know, no, 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 no. Look, if you ain't talking about like two weeks Immediately. from now, yeah, like I, we don't have nothing to talk about. Let me let me get this special bottle. So I brought for you because I wasn't sure if I was going to drink today. Me and either. Then, That's so crazy. I bought mad lemons in case we were going to drink lemon water. Yeah, I was just thinking like, oh, you know, I don't know. But then I started watching the last season of Game of Thrones just yes. to get me caught up. You yes. Know? Like, I'm a fan. I'm watching everything. I actually watched the last episode of um, season seven. And I was like, oh, my God, I caught something that I hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. So anyway, well, the Game of Thrones is notorious for that. I brought today the official Game of Thrones bottle. We'll take a picture and put it on the website. It's a red wine, Central Coast. Um, it says from the acid climate of Dorne. To the lush vineyards of the reach <laughs> the topography of the seven kingdoms of Winsteros. did i say that right Winsteros? it sounds like you said all of it wrong but keep okay is as diverse <laughs> as the wine we produce against the backdrop of the ever-evolving struggle for the iron throne and the mist the howling winds of winter <laughs> Crazy. Nobles raise their glasses and toast to luck and the wars to come. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Ready for battle. So today, Ooh, they toast to luck and the wars to, to come. come. Ain't that something? So we're gonna toast to luck today. Yeah. Fuck them wars. <laughs> Fuck them wars. We're gonna be ready. Okay, so let me pour yours first because okay. I'm a classy lady. Yes. So sidebar, my mother was here today before we started, oh, and she honest. says to me. Um, that's good because we haven't. We gotta taste oh, you want to? Oh, yeah. you want to taste it first? Mm, mm. Oh shoot, it. mm, it's strong. We're just gonna go for it. Let me see the legs. Ooh, it's got strong. It's kind. It doesn't. It doesn't have the legs. Oh, the legs yeah, are kind of strong. That. That's strong leg. To luck. And we'll always be ready for the war. Always. It's not bad. Mm, no. Okay, hey, HBO and Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, getting them bottles together. So my mother comes mm -hmm. over today and she says to mm -hmm. me, so did anybody say yes, did you curse too much? And I was like, <laughs> excuse me? And she was like, well, you asked in you one did. of the episodes yes. to let people, for people to let yes. you know. And I said, well, what are you trying to say? No one has said anything. So she said, I said, are you saying that I curse too much? And she's like, well, I mean, you're just, you're using some words that I'm not used to hearing you say. Mm, and mm. I said, like what? And I said, the F word. <laughs> and she said, uh -oh. no, like mother effer. 
and I was like, oh, and she said the full word. Oh, she did. Oh, and I was mm, like, oh, mm. okay, because I guess I don't really say that often right, to her. Right. I don't really say that. No, you don't really. Yeah, you know. You know what say I think that. it is though. I'm. I, I am going to be a little more cognizant of it. I'm not going to stop cursing. Mm-hmm. I curse. That's who I am. I'm not going to stop cursing. But I do realize that I am a little aggressive with the cursing sometimes when I'm on the <laughs> mic, and I think it's because right. when I'm drinking, it drops my guards a little bit. You know, and I also think when we're having this conversation, we're so present and we're so passionate about what we're saying that it just comes out. Yeah, I think you're right. You I know? think you should get a little more wine in that glass before what? we go sit down. You don't want more? Yeah. So let's get into the highs and lows. So I'm very excited about my high today. <laughs> because earlier this week we met with the American Cancer Society at their Hope Lodge location and it was really amazing. Yeah. Um to see a staff that is so selfless and all about the comfort of patients really left a huge impact on me because after I left that meeting with them I was just like, wow, I want to be service to others you know and there was a lady there and her name is escaping me but she manages the hope lodge and she said you know i've been with the american cancer society anita i think her name was anita yes um for you know a long long time maybe like you know over 10 years and she said but i just started this job uh, for the last, I think she said month Mm -hmm. or so where she's overseeing the lodge and she said this is my dream job and she said it with such glee. Yeah, she was so excited about it. She was so excited about it. And then they took us to the room so we could see, um, you know, the the room. The, they, they really look like suites, you know, full-size rooms with a um, bathroom. And then they showed us some of the details in the room that I thought was super sweet. There's a journal that each person that stays in the room can write about their experience as they're going through chemo. Because these rooms are free of charge. free for anyone dealing with cancer, going through chemotherapy, radiation in the New York City area. There are 60 rooms and you know, you can just talk to the social worker at the hospital. They're all connected with the Hope Lodge and they'll check for vacancy. And if there's not vacancy, they even told us they have deals with hotels in the area. And there's often, you know, the overflow where they'll comp accommodation or you can get accommodation at a reduced rate. Mm-hmm. The work that they are doing is just super, it's super phenomenal. phenomenal. It really is. And I am so excited that Danny and I are partnering with them to fundraise and uh, really help uh, make a difference in the cancer community because it is so needed and they are doing such a great job. So I was just thinking about when they said, Hey, like we didn't even have to ask. I said, would you guys want to do a live podcast? Yeah. Like in our living room, you know, like over the summer, you can come in, we can have mocktails yes, that was and cute. make it an event and we can invite, you know, anyone staying in the, in the um, lodge to come down and, you know, watch you guys. And I thought that was just so sweet. And we yeah. were like, no, absolutely. So Danny and I have already committed. We're going to do a couple of um, live podcasts at the Hope Lodge over the summer. If you're interested, go to cancer.org. They love to have volunteers. They have an event almost every night at the lodge. They can use all the, you know, the help um, they can get. And uh, they're really doing great work. Yeah. What was your um, low? You know, my low was getting on the scale. And I... You know, I've, I've, I've been trying to be more cautious about what I'm eating. And I'm just like... More you know, cautious or more conscious? I'm just wondering. Both. Okay. <laughs> I think both are appropriate. Shit, I need to be cautious this- too. That's what I'm just asking. Because I was like, I've never heard it put like that before. But Yeah, both. Because... Caution uh, is needed. Be, yeah, caution, like, caution, caution. Do not pick Do up not- that cookie. <laughs> yes. You know, get on the scale. I immediately like get upset. And I call NYU and I'm like, I need to see the nutritionist immediately. Like, What are all the things I shouldn't be eating? She had put together for me a nice folder with a meal plan. There's things that you should be including in your diet. And I'm not going to lie. In year one, I was putting the turmeric in my salad. And I was putting the little extra things that, you know, um, the ginger eating ginger raw or like cutting it up and putting in things because those are the things that boost your anti-cancer cells and all those good things mm-hmm. and then you know in in year two you do it a little less 
And you know what? The last six months, I don't, I haven't been doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I was really kind of disgusted with myself. Mm. But the one thing that I know, and um, I think that, you know, it's a you know reminder to everyone is that, you know what? Guess what? The next day is a new day. You start fresh. You start yeah. over. So I went, I got the folder. I pulled the folder out. I think I called you and was telling you about it. I was like, oh, I can make you a copy of the sheets because, you know, it's really good information. I don't know that that was me you had that conversation with, but I would, <laughs> I would like a copy of You would that. like a copy? Okay. But I would like to know who you were talking to that you thought was me. I think it was you, though. I think no, it, was. it wasn't. No? But you're making me feel like, this. I feel like you're a dude right now. <laughs> I'm like, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> shoot. Who was you having that I, conversation exactly. with? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm like, oh, Lord, who's Wrong to? person. Right. If, you know, it, maybe it was Nas. Yeah. Okay, know? well. If it was not, because you know, okay. I had been saying, like, I, I always feel like you're like a work wife, and he's like the you know, at home husband, so okay. you know, it could have been not so. Um, so yeah, so that's my low, um, but I'm gonna turn it into an hot, a high. Maybe this is premature, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. go ahead and speak this mm-hmm. partnership into existence because okay. we're gonna do it whether they want us to or not. Mm-hmm. I was at work, and one of my old clients who used to work on like the Johnson mm-hmm. & Johnson mm-hmm. account, I'm getting ready to get in the elevator, and I see her in the halls of Essence, and I'm like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I'm here to talk to them about a partnership with Weight Watchers, and then she looks at me and she goes, I'm so proud of you and Michelle, and I was like, Thank you. I said, but she was like, I've been listening to the podcast. I think it's great. And I said, you know, we're on, we're trying to be on some healthy living shit. We need Mm -hmm. to talk to you about Mm -hmm. Weight Watchers and what we can do. And Mm -hmm. she said, absolutely. And so I think that right now, you know, I'm all about speaking things into existence and whether or not we can get a partnership with them or not about like just what it means to live healthy lives out loud. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because this is bigger than losing weight. Like I said before, this is about being healthy. I think that... um, we should join Weight Watchers together. I'm with it. Okay, so you gonna we're gonna join on the app before you leave here today. Yes. Are you gonna do it for real? No, I'm for real. All right, let's shake on it right here, right now. My low. So, I am working on developing my business, the mm-hmm. hard to say it, mm-hmm. and I needed to fill out some paperwork for a license to mm-hmm. do some work um, within the community. Mm-hmm. And I was sent the form that I was supposed to fill out. And on the form, it says, are you um, an LLC? Are you Mm -hmm. like, you know, trying to classify what you are? Mm -hmm. And it dawned on me that I hadn't finished the paperwork that I needed to finish Mm -hmm. to be any of those things. And I was like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I was so disappointed in myself for not finishing what I needed to finish for me and mine. Like, it's like, yo, Danny, what are you doing? And in that moment, I decided that there is real um, freedom in delegating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I called a friend of mine who's an attorney, Mm -hmm. who's also our Our attorney. attorney. He's our attorney for the podcast also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I said, Marcus, I I shot him an email, actually, whatever. Mm -hmm. And... I said, I will pay you. Like, you know, but of course mm-hmm. he was like, Danny, like, he's such a good yeah, guy. He was oh like, no, he's like, you might have to pay for the fees and like, you know, right, whatever. Course, yes. But then of course there are other things that he wants that I can help him mm-hmm. with. Cause that's Absolutely. how friendship works. No, and I'm going to help him with that. Yes. But, um, I delegated all of that stuff mm-hmm. right over to him. And, Yesterday, he forwarded me an email that is my application. It's almost done. Like yeah. the LLC is almost in the in the building. I'm right, so excited, right. you know, or whatever. But it was a low for me because I was just again reminded it's April, and I'm still having this conversation about including myself and taking mm-hmm. care of me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I realize that it's going to be an ongoing conversation. It's a process. Yeah, yeah, it's a process. But it's like I keep having these reminders of things that I'm not doing. But I. I I guess that low turned into a well, high because it's almost done and, you know. Right. Well, the, the thing with you, and, and uh, this is one thing that I've, I'm even noticing, um, is that you put other people before yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, and I don't know, I'm getting water in my eyes, but it's like when I say to you, I, I want to do this podcast, you were like, boom, boom, what do we got to do? Like, you know, when I was like, okay, we, we need to meet, we're going to do this, but this is... Here's the segment. Let's talk about the segment. You're like, okay, can we do this? You are all like giving me 150%. Mm-hmm. But that means you knew you had things for you that needed to be done way before I had mentioned the podcast. Mm-hmm. And instead of you focusing on your own stuff, you're, it's more important for you to focus on your friend's stuff. 
Cause it's not just even me. I see you do it with other friends, mm-hmm. you know, like I know you could be tired and if your friend calls you like, oh, I need a, someone to talk to, you just told me you were so tired. You're like, okay, I'm going to go meet with them. Mm-hmm. When I know you need to get some Z's, mm-hmm. you need, you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as your friend, I've seen you even in the last like three months, you're running yourself on all angles and, you know, you, you know, your chest was hurt and you needed to take a little time out. It's like, listen, those things aren't by accident. Mm-hmm. It's your body telling you, hey, slow down. And then on top of that, you know, you got to, you figure out like, okay, I got to prioritize me, mm-hmm. you know? And so I've noticed, I mean, you've always been that way. You've always been a person that I've seen you. I, if I call, if you were on your last leg and I'm like, Danny, I need somebody. You would be like, okay, I'm going to drive over. I'm going to, what do you want to do? <laughs> you know, cause that's just who you are. But you know, you have to really, as you get older too, like, you know, we're changing. Our bodies are changing. Our minds are changing. You know, you have to, it, is, it doesn't mean you, you, you know, you don't help your friends. You don't, you know, make them any kind of priority, but you got to put yourself as a priority first. Yeah. Um, I received that. Thank you. Yes, you are right. You're welcome. And I am uh, working to do a better job at that. I also have to do a better job at not taking certain things in life for granted Mm -hmm. and I don't because I'm so aware of things right my mother is my life Mm -hmm. she's the Mm -hmm. reason why I'm here right yes we speak every day and sometimes she calls at work and she knows that when I answer my cell phone I say hey mom is everything okay she's like okay call me back because that means like mm-hmm. I'm in a meeting or something. Mm-hmm. But if I see my mother calling, I got to make sure like, yo, she is she okay? And um, today I was in here watching um, Nipsey Hustle on The Breakfast Club. And the phone rings and, and it's my mother. I'm like, what's up? And she's like, oh, I just wanted to drop something off to you or whatever. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I got to go to the store by mm-hmm. one o'clock because they're coming at two. I got to be prepared mm-hmm. and you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then she does a little slight jab at a bell. I hear it. And I was going to the door to open it. But as I was going to open the door to my apartment, Mm -hmm. she was opening the very front door. Mm -hmm. She opens the door and she's standing there with these two huge bouquets of flowers. Huge. Um, And she bought me, I love, you know, like orange and greens. Like she knows that. Mm. So my flowers are orange, Mm. these beautiful burnt Mm -hmm. orange flowers. And she knows that I love green. And the bow that was on my flowers was this beautiful, bright green bow. Mm. And she said, I bought these flowers for you and MJ. You know, she knew we were taping today. And Mm. she said, yours is the one with the green bow on it. You Mm. know, and it was green with orange. And seeing my mother walk through the door, I just stopped and thought about like how fortunate I am. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like not only just to still have my mother here, but because my mother is who she is. Mm-hmm. Like my mom. mother, mm-hmm. I got a good mother. My mother mm-hmm. is amazing. I used to tell my mother that if I could be half the mother that she was, mm. that I would be okay. And I think to myself, like, I can't imagine, like, the way that my mother speaks about my grandmother mm-hmm. is how I feel about my mother. Right. But I can't imagine the love that she felt. I understand the love that she feels for her, that she felt for her mom, because my mm-hmm. grandmother isn't here anymore. But I'm so thankful for the example that my grandmother set mm-hmm. to make my mother mm-hmm. want to be that woman. Because mm-hmm. my mother is an amazing, an amazing, an amazing woman. And I had a totally different high planned out for today. But the sight of my mother standing in my mm. doorway with, with all of these roses around yes. her, to say to, and the card said I'm so proud of you mm-hmm. and what you're doing with this podcast you know I'm my mother's only baby and that lady adores me when I go like when I go to my mother's house mm-hmm. to this like as an adult mm-hmm. she's like oh my baby's here like she gets mm-hmm. so excited mm-hmm. or like the way that she makes me feel mm-hmm. I got a high every day with a mother like my mother that is just that, what it is. No, so today, my high. mama is my high. And I was just thinking when I saw her today, she didn't even say anything about the flowers. It's just like, you know, she's like, hey, MJ, you know, we hugged. We, I was like, you leaving? She's like, yeah, you got a parking. I was like, again. Yeah. And then when you say, oh, you know, my mom brought you these flowers. I was like, oh, my God, this is thoughtful. Yeah. And it was just a sweet 
you know, message in the card. We both went through our highs and lows, and we didn't even talk about the biggest high. Are we giving that up on this, in, yeah, on this we, episode? Yeah, we t- talk about it. So, MJ and I, by the time this airs, it's already going to happen. You said that we were going to be on the Today Show earlier yes. today. Yes, We're going to be on Hoda and Jenny. We're super excited about it. It's an amazing, and amazing, and amazing, amazing opportunity. Yes. They emailed us. Info at cocktailsandcancer.com. Yep. James got the email. She called me like, Danny, guess what? I'm like, you're not going to believe this. Yes, I still can't believe it. So we had an interview with them this week just talking about. Right, a pre-interview about, so yes, they could get all the information. And mm-hmm. I was telling the woman who was interviewing us that James, this was my first time outside of our launch event, seeing Michelle stand up in a room full of people and say that she was a cancer survivor. Yes. And I could tell that even she was a little uncomfortable when she stood up. I'm still uncomfortable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She shed a tear. Yeah. But I was so proud of you. I mean, you've gone from don't tell anybody to I'm telling everybody. And yesterday, it was yesterday, I think, that we had the interview with the woman. You said, um... And I went, you know, I, I woke up on January 14th and I decided I posted to tell the world. <laughs> and I thought to myself, she told the world she got like a thousand followers. Uh, you didn't tell you told a thousand uh, people, James. Uh, no. <laughs> but I know what you meant right, when you said it. Right. Like, but you, you know, know what? I'm realizing God knew my intention. Yeah. Because slowly but surely I am telling the world. You are. All right. Well, you know, let's let's bring it in. Yeah, let's, please. Let's bring, let's it, bring in. it in. And now I'm on my way. I'm excited about the ringing in today um, because I have been getting a lot of questions. Actually, um, you know, during my whole process um, of chemo, I would get this question over and over again. And that is, you know, was I using a marijuana? as part of my um, healing regimen. And so today we're gonna talk about medications, marijuana, and then I wanna get into um, some nutritional, um, you know, some nutritional facts that I think um, everyone should know about. So the first thing I wanna get into is just medications. And I'm zipping open my um, medication bag bag that has a little bit of everything in it. Um, but the first thing I want to touch on, um, because a couple of people have asked me even recently, you know, are you on a cancer medication? And I think it's important to, to note um, that once you've been diagnosed with cancer, um, most of the time, especially if, you're, if your uh, cancer is estrogen sensitive, you are going to be um, asked to take a estrogen reducing medication um, that blocks uh, any of the you know cancer cells that can form it blocks them from feeding off of the estrogen in your body. So it lowers the estrogen and it prevents that from happening. So I want to talk quickly about tamoxifen. Um, my particular uh, recommendation is they're asking me to take tamoxifen for ten years. Really? Um, yeah. So ten years because it's been shown and proven, and the good thing that about tamoxifen is one of the drugs that you know came out early on in the fight against cancer so they've been able to show that women with my cancer that takes tamoxifen for at least 10 years they're clear from cancer for at least 15 years and i talk about 15 years in addition to the 10 years no, you've no, taken 15 it or 15 total, total. Right. So, okay so they're saying they no reoccurrence for 15 mm-hmm. years up to 15 years and i had shared with everyone that you know cancer you know once you've been diagnosed it's about not having a reoccurrence it's recurrence recurrence that you said it right the first time <laughs> remember i checked you on it last time and then i had to come back with my tail between my legs like guess what you were Listen, right i was wrong i've been drinking <laughs> i've been drinking so i want to talk about just really quickly the tamoxifen um it's mainly you know used to treat hormone receptor positive breast cancer uh, and that's what i had it blocks the estrogen um, in the tissues, mm-hmm. right? So that the you know any cancer-forming cells cannot grow. You know the breast cancer cells cannot grow. And I'm going to be honest with you. I fought this to the end. I did not want to take tamoxifen because of the side effects. One, you gain weight. Anybody who knows me, MJ. I love food. I've always you know had challenges with my weight. I don't need anything that's going to make me gain weight, keep the weight on. 
I was like, you know, no moss. Um, two. Uh, <laughs> now it she's can, bilingual. It can cause blood clots. Oh. Uh, at the time of um, at the time of diagnosis, um, I was traveling a lot, and after and I, and I didn't start taking it to after my radi- my radiation was done. But I remember my doctor saying to me, "You fly first class for work, right?" I was like, "No." She said, "Oh no, you got to fir- fly first class." I said, "What?" She said, "You got to stretch your legs out. You can't have your legs cramped up. You could get a blood clot." Wow. So she immediately wrote a letter to Viacom human, you know, resources to say, you know, this person is under my care. You know, they're on a special medication that can cause blood clots. If if she is, you know, if travel is necessary, she needs to fly in this class. And shout out to Viacom. I immediately got sent the letter. As soon as they got the letter, they were like, no problem. They changed my restrictions and they were like, knock yourself out. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, so, um, you know, so so that is something um, that, is, you know, I was just like, you know, blood clots like that. You know, who wants to be worried about blood clots all the time? The other thing is it causes uh, just random pains throughout your body. Do you experience any? And I pains? have. And, and early on, you know, I, had, I shared like, you know, like when I first had my surgery, I was going to NYU like every week. You know, I had to learn like every pain is not a blood clot. Because, you know, you go like, I need a scan. Like, I felt some pains. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, you know, they feel it. They feel your leg. They're like, everything feels fine. I'm like, no, I need, a, you know, I need an x-ray. And then they do the x-ray. They'll do a sonogram. And they're like, it's just, you know, a, a side effect from the tamoxifen. Mm-hmm. You know, and so depending on, you know, like, if you're prone to blood clots, if you have other health issues, you know, sometimes they don't recommend um you to be on that particular drug but the the thing about the tamoxifen is most doctors feels like the positives outweigh the negatives Mm -hmm. and um you know it says here that overall reduction of any breast cancer uh, recurrence is 40 percent, which is pretty significant Mm -hmm. um so you know my doctor's like listen we're giving you a medicine that we're telling you or we're recommending a medicine that we're telling you that, you know, studies show that after you, as you're taking this medicine for 15 years, you're cancer free, mm-hmm. you know? And after that, cause they just don't have the data, you know, after it doesn't mean it's going to come back. It just means, you know, you're going to be, you know, they know at up to 15 years, you're cancer free. Mm-hmm. Now, probably in the next five or so years when women have been on this drug and they've been doing like the research and the, in the trials, They'll be able to say, hey, for 25 years, you're cancer free. Right. But just the data of, to, of today can only show up to 15, 15 years. years. And that's one thing that Danny and I are making sure that we're doing, working with the American Cancer Society, is that we're getting the latest information. Because this data, you know, research comes out all the time. And the lady, Emily, had told us that they had funded a study mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And the results were in. So they were waiting to get the results. Mm-hmm. And so there could be an update. I don't know if tamoxifen was included um, in the study, but um, they're going to get an update, and that update is going to help them determine a lot of things as it pertains to cancer. So the other thing I just wanted to point out, you cannot plan to get pregnant and be on tamoxifen. And my doctors and I have talked that if I had decided to get pregnant, um, that they would be willing to take me off for the year that it would take to get pregnant and carry the baby. And then I would have to get right back on because mm. if you're on it, and you're pregnant, you know, there can be, you know, uh, some challenges for the baby. Um, so it's a real serious thing. Like you really, I mean, they, when they talk to you about it, they're like, listen, you know, X, Y, and Z. And if you want to, you know, have a family, um, you know, you should consider this as this. I've actually had one of my doctors say, I don't recommend you get pregnant because when you're pregnant, your estrogen is through the roof. Yeah. She was like, you could easily have a reoccurrence while you're pregnant you know, no one wants a reoccurrence. No one wants, you know, so she's like, I would recommend you adopt or you have a surrogate. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just things. Those are like real life decisions that you have yeah. to really think about as you are planning, you know, family planning, as you're deciding like what's most important to you. You know, is it your life is, it, you know, you want to bring another life into this world. There's a lot of things to think about uh, as it pertains to um, you know, these cancer medications and once you've been diagnosed. 
Um, so the other thing I wanted to share with everyone, you know, I, I didn't really have vomiting, but I had a lot of nausea and I had a lot of anxiety. Um, and the anxiety is really, we've talked about this in earlier episodes. The anxiety is really the fear, like the fear when you're about to like start your cycle, the fear when you go to bed and you're like, you know, what's happening? Is this working? Is it, did anything spread? You, you got to figure out how to turn your brain off, so to speak. So Zofran is the first medicine that I want to mention. And I, it was used for nausea. But this is how serious this nausea is with chemo. She said, listen, we're going to give you this. But if this don't work, <laughs> you got to go to this. So the next um, drug is um, Companzine. And, and listen, I'm probably messing up the name, but it's C-O-M-P-A-Z-I-N-E. So the other thing that I want to talk about today is marijuana and cancer. And I wanted to make sure, you know, again, I have no skin in the game. as Give me the weed. Give me weed. Um, you know, uh, marijuana. And I know, you know, it's a very... Um, um, you know, it's an interesting topic right now because a lot of states are legalizing marijuana. Yeah, I, um, I actually own some stock. And you can own stock in marijuana. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. How can marijuana affect cancer? A number of small studies of smoked marijuana found that it can be helpful in treating nausea and vomiting from cancer chemotherapy. So we know that's important because, you know, everyone doesn't want to take all these prescription drugs. Did it help you? It helped in uh, helping me sleep. Uh, I actually had a sleeping batch, um, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. And then, you know, a few studies have found that inhaled, smoked, or vaporized marijuana can be helpful treatment um, in neuropathic pain. Mm. And a lot of people talk about that. You hear about people that are in those excruciating, um, you know, back pain that marijuana helps them. People with epilepsy and having those those series of uh, seizures, it helps them a lot. So that's been shown and proven in a lot of different um, studies. There are no studies in people of the effects of marijuana oil or hemp oil. So it's interesting because in New York State, you can oh, yeah. only get the oil, marijuana oil. In, Jer- in New Jersey, you can actually get the marijuana. So basically, there's been studies that show that smoked marijuana can be helpful in treating nausea and vomiting from cancer chemotherapy. I was having a lot of trouble sleeping and I went to my doctor and I said, you know, what do you think about marijuana? She's like, you don't need marijuana. I was like, well, I'm not sleeping at night. Like I'm tossing and turning, I'm exhausted the next day at work. Like, you know, what what can I do? And she's like, oh, you know, we don't recommend people getting marijuana, you know, like people, you know, then they want the marijuana all the time. And then what I realized is this doctor was against marijuana. So I talked to a friend of a friend who knew someone who had been diagnosed with cancer and they were like, you need to talk to this doctor. So I go talk to that doctor and the doctor said, listen, you know, they want to give you a sleeping pill to sleep. They want to give you another pill to wake up. They want to give you all these pills where, you know, I recommend the natural way with the marijuana. He's like, you know, the doctors in New Jersey, like right now, you know, they're fighting over like, you know, how to prescribe this to patients. But I got a prescription from this doctor. And this is my uh, medical marijuana program card. And I got a state a, a um, letter that everyone is seeing here. You're from, smiling pretty bright in this picture. <laughs> I was. From the state of New Jersey Your Department of Health. I know FYI. it's expired right now. I mean, okay. my prescription's expired. Okay. But it says, Dear Patients and Caregivers of New Jersey's uh, Medical Marijuana Program. And the thing I love about this, so if you're my caregiver and you're Mark, you can pick up my marijuana because I might be, you know, in the bed where I can't get it myself. Check so you can be out. listed. Um, You have been successfully enrolled in a New Jersey medical marijuana program, MMP, in an ongoing effort to keep our patients and caregivers updated and informed. We're notifying you of some relevant information. Your identification card will be valid for two years from the date of issuance. Upon receipt of your identification card, we are requesting that you email us and give the email address or contact us, our customer service, to activate your card. When you receive your identification card, contact your selected alternative treatment center. So that is the dispensary. Uh, in the state of New Jersey, there's six. Um, the one that I went to, 
um, is the Garden State Dispensary in Woodbridge, New Jersey. MJ used to do a lot of research in her <laughs> yesteryear, in case you guys haven't noticed. But what I love about the medical marijuana program, this is my actual prescription. So every month I can get one and a half ounces of marijuana. So if you don't, you know, if you don't need more, you don't have to get more. But if you need more, um, you can get more. But this is what I love. You go in Did there. Did you use all those ounces? Huh? Did you use all those ounces? Well, those things were full to the rim. Oh, shit. So, so you were getting the, busy. <laughs> silly. So what I love about the marijuana program is, you know, you're not like, oh, my God, what is this? There's one of those those things that should say, I think, Booker on it, right? You see one that says Booker. It's this one. I think. Um, what is Booker? It tells you right now Booker has THCA, 19%, THC, 0.21%. Booker has sweet, earthly fl- flavor with a slight pine scent to it. The effect of Booker is a blend of both indica and stavia properties. It tells you everything you need to know, helping you to relax and fall asleep. So for a cancer patient who is scared, who's just gone through the first day of chemo, whose body is all out of whack and you cannot go to sleep, that can help you take some Booker right before you go to bed. You're you're not going to your, your, you know, like someone off the street. Like these people, like they, they can tell you everything that's in there. They can tell you the different strands. They can tell you like Death Star. There's one that you guys see that says, um, DS Death Star sounds like something and it I says stay effects, far, far away relax, from. calm, sedative, um, de stress, mood enhancer. But it's also gonna tell you hungry, like you're gonna be needing the munchies. But you, you see what I'm saying? It's like it's a whole nother level of informed understanding, yeah. Like this is bigger than just, yeah, it's not high. like you're trying to get high, like that's not what this is about. This is about. You know, for once, you 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 get something and you actually know what is in the product. You know, like there's one I think over there uh, says. Was it expensive? This no, grade? no, mm-hmm. and it's medical grade, so it's like controlled. They know what's in it. They know what's going on. Um, you know, and then like if you need energy, like Sour Willie. Sour Willie is an ideal hybrid that will give you the great energizing and creative mindset, but finishes off with a relaxing and pain killing property. Boom. So if you're like, you know what? I need to be awake because I'm like, maybe I'm working on something, but I want to be relaxed. I know I'm going to take some Sour Willie. Yeah. When you go to the dispensary, you know exactly what you're buying. Yeah. And there's tons. There's a book. They look at your diagnosis and they say, are you having pains? Are you having problems sleeping? Are you having problem with energy? And then they rec- make recommendations. And then you decide like what you want. Then you go to the back. They package it all up and then you purchase it and you walk out. Yeah. In a nice, clean, safe environment. I believe anyone, especially if they're in pain, if they're having challenges sleeping, um, should be able to use any natural products that are out there to help them. This is my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to share this information today because if, if there's someone that you know that is in you know in, in pain and the prescription medications aren't working for them and they want to try an alternative method which is still considered alternative uh even though in places like california and uh, colorado it's 100 percent legal um you know reach out to your doctor and ask you know if they can write your prescription if they're registered with the state of new jersey now new york is totally different um, so I only know about New Jersey, um, but you know, call and, and find out if it's an option for you. Mm-hmm. You know, this is bigger than, oh, I want to get high, right? This is about really trying to help people who are suffering, get through their time of suffering, so to speak. Okay. So the hard to say it. Dedication, hard work. Plus patience to some more of my sacrifice. I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. This week, the hard to say it is all about Nipsey. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you, Nipsey and I did not have a relationship like Jay Z and I have. Yes. I. Clearly, I there's I, no Nipsey Shrine in here. I am a Jay Z fan. I am a fan of his music. I am a fan of his lyrical finesse. I'm a fan of his swag. Mm-hmm. Can we find a new word for swag? I'm sick of it. But everybody knows what it means. 
What's you, another you're a fan word? of his drip. Nah. <laughs> I'm not saying drip about Jay-Z. It just seems like it's You're it's, a fan of his debonair. <laughs> I'm not really with that either. Mm. But saying that I'm a fan of Jay-Z's drip just sounds like so different. <laughs> anyway, Jay's pretty swaggy. Yeah, he is. Nipsey was pretty was pretty swaggy. Yeah, he was swaggy. He no, was his, so swaggy, his, right? His style was. But let me mm. tell you something about his swag, which mm-hmm. is very much about like Jay's swag. He was a man. Mm-hmm. And I have this real appreciation for his evolution. Mm-hmm. And from what I've learned from just, you know, listening to different interviews and listening to different songs mm-hmm. and trying to learn to understand who he was mm-hmm. as a man a little better. He's always been really, really smart. Mm-hmm. He always wanted more. He was such a stand-up person in the community, mm-hmm. right? And he was about education and teaching and being of service. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. As a black woman. And so today when I talk about, you know, the heart to say it and Nipsey Hussle, I'm not going to sit on the mic in front like I know every song that he ever made mm-hmm. or I know songs from his first mixtape. and all. I don't. I really mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. I knew of him and Mm -hmm. about him as a man, like just him and the work Mm -hmm. that he was doing. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing to be a good rapper. It's another thing to be a good man. Mm -hmm. Say it. And he was a good Good man. man. Mm -hmm. He believed in us as a people. He believed in educating us. He believed in education, period. And education means more than just schooling. Right. You know, like he believed in what it means to educate, to look up some information. Like, you know, I was listening to him on an interview and he was talking about the importance of access. But he was also talking about work versus information. And that in today's world, Mm -hmm. the work that we had to do back in the day You can almost finesse that by way of information Mm -hmm. today. Right, right. It's there. Everything you need to know is out there Mm -hmm. and like on the internet or some form of fashion. There's a way that you can go about getting that information. We didn't have that type of access back in the day, right, right, that we have now. I appreciate that he was so dedicated to being better and to making his people better. Despite what it meant for some other people because some mm-hmm. other people might have been looking at him like fuck that mm-hmm. like you know you know what I'm saying right. like because unfortunately those are the times that we that we live in mm-hmm. right now because he had a message he was doing things for mm-hmm. the people he mm-hmm. was trying to teach a community he has a following right right it's just it's like tragic and you know like people some people are looking like oh how are they comparing Nipsey Hussle to like Martin Luther King or Malcolm or Malcolm X but listen those men were of a different thought process during their time mm-hmm. right that it took a certain amount of courage to stand up and be the man or the men that they wanted to be during the times that they were being those men and they killed them for it Mm -hmm. right this man as a black woman Mm -hmm. who loves black men the way that i love black men i was so proud of this young Mm -hmm. black man Mm -hmm. right and my heart hurts for society my heart hurts for his family my heart hurts for lauren london Mm-hmm. My heart hurts for his children who, mm-hmm. like Lauren said, my son will never, never remember yeah. who his father is. How much his father loved him. Yeah. That, like, that was sad. That is. Yeah. That was really he's, sad. He's n- never going to remember his father. Like yeah. he'll see pictures, you know, no, whatever. Right. And that shit is really, really sad. I don't know that man, but I love that man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. seriously. Mm-hmm. And there's so many black men out there that I love like that. Like I'm just thankful mm-hmm. for who you are in the community and for the way that you stand up for our community. But I'm scared to death for you. Mm. Right? I am scared for our community. I am scared for black men mm. who just want to do good. Yep. And they're being killed anyway, whether it be by each other or somebody else. Right. They are killing us. No, you're right. The death of Nipsey Hussle signifies some serious shit that is going on in our community. And I really hope that it leads to some type of change. 
I don't know if it will though. Mm-hmm. I moved to a point of lack of words mm-hmm. clearly like I'm having trouble putting my thoughts together but I am so deeply saddened mm-hmm. and hurt by this. I'm almost disappointed that I didn't know more while he was here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I I'm mad that the world is just now realizing what a great man he was. Like a lot mm-hmm. of us knew. Mm-hmm. You know, we we knew. Right. But so many people didn't know what a decent human being he was Mm -hmm. when he was here. One of the things that I really admired about him, him and Lauren London would like dress in the same colors and he'd hold her hand and, Mm -hmm. you know, like that, that's what I look at. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that to me shows a gentleman. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, when they're walking, he's walking beside her, holding her hand, making sure that she's good. Jay talks about that. He didn't like to show public affection because, you know, you're taught that that shows weakness. And it's like, you know, Nipsey, you know, they're doing GQ, you know, shoots together. And, you know, I was just kind of like, who is this guy? It made me, it it intrigued me. It made me want to know more about this guy. And then everything that I had heard about him was positive. Then I knew he had the, you know, I saw Karen Civil had talked about his clothing store and, you know, he, he purposely wanted to have the store in the community and, you know, he had purchased other, you know, businesses in the community and he was all about uplifting his community. And I'm like, you know, there's so many people who come into money and they never look back in their communities that desperately need support. And there he was in the community, visible to everyone. And I think it's okay to know people in different facets. You don't have to know, like, you know, like people who know Jay-Z now, they don't know him when he was selling drugs. You know him now as a businessman. Mm -hmm. You understand people in different facets of his life. As with like Hove, like I have a deep appreciation for Jay. I don't know every Jay lyric and I will never front to say that I do. I I do know people who like can repeat every line. I'm not that girl, but I do love Jay. I can repeat a few words. And you you appreciate what he's doing for the culture. But so speaking of culture, he said in an interview that when you listen to like music by like Hove and I can't even remember who else he Mm. mentioned that there were certain principles in Mm. the lyrics that they delivered Mm -hmm. that if you had no father, Mm -hmm. you could still learn how to be a stand up man by Mm. certain things that he, they said Mm -hmm. like this on principles. Right now, here's the thing. Don't get it twisted. He's not saying that Jay-Z can teach somebody how to be a father through his music. Because I know somebody's going to be like, that's bullshit. That's not what we're saying. The principles that some of these men that were rhyming back in the days that they instill in their music about how to be a man and how to stand up and how to move and how to do certain things or how to be a businessman or whatever have you. There are certain principles that rest in the music that you would be able to stand on. The music today... Some of it yeah, is not talking shit. about that shit. The way that he, his his message, like even the way that he wanted to impact gang culture. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, I'm not here to say that, that he's of that culture. Yeah, It made him who he was today. Right. But how do you take that shit and make it something else? Like he was like, right. I, he was want about to to see, I want he was about people to, to see where I, where I got or yeah. what I've evolved to so that, you know, like this is some real shit. You too can start here and end up here. Yeah. I really just wanted to spend some time yeah. um, speaking about um, Nipsey Hussle because I just, I'm, I'm sad that he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a big loss for us yeah um i think the message that it sends to the community also is a great one and i really just want to see how things will be different afterwards if at all um and it's not to say that Mm -hmm. a half of our community sees the significance Mm -hmm. in this like what it really means to Mm -hmm. us i don't know because there's so much ignorance unfortunately Mm -hmm. but my heart goes out to his family absolutely um i I think that my heart goes out to our culture, you know, and um, I just hope that other men and women that are out there moving Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. way that he was moving for the betterment of us as a people, I hope that they continue to do that and that this is more of encouragement to them than a deterrent. Yes. Um, And that's really it. I, I I don't really have much more to say. 
I feel like I didn't even really say all that I wanted to say, but um, hopefully I was able to express what I was feeling in my heart today about Nipsey Hussle. Cool. Let's get into some quick sips. Okay. I'm ready to do that. Well, you can go first. Oh, okay. So my quick sip for today... um, I actually heard it last night and it hit me pretty hard and I hope that it hits you guys too. The quick sip is you don't eat the fruit the day you plant the seed. Mm. Take your time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's really it. I like that. Yeah. Um, so my quick sip is one that, I've heard before and and it's it's something that I'm experiencing personally right now so I thought it was important to share and it is yesterday I was clever so I wanted to change the world today I am wise so I'm changing myself Mm. and that's by the scholar Rumi Mm. yes I've heard that before Mm -hmm. and I thought that in life I think sometimes people like oh, this should be happening, this should be happening, and this should be happening. And the reality is you have the power to change anything you want to change. And so I feel like for the first time in a long time, I'm finding a new sense of power and a new sense of who I am and who I want to be. It's a, it's a really good feeling because I can impact change for you James you are impacting yeah change. impacting change yeah I know we, we talked a lot today yo we've been running our mouths for a long time I mean this is gonna be a whole lot of editing going on it's gonna be a lot of editing mm-hmm. I um, have you know that I had lunch with somebody the other day mm-hmm. who was like oh I was listening to the podcast and I was laughing when you were like we don't pause we edit <laughs> She was like, that's so 2019. And I was like, yeah, here MJ was telling me that was corny when it was dead on spot. <laughs> we don't pause, we edit. That is true. No, you're right. Yeah. We, we, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this edited version of Cocktails and Cancer. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You know, just as a reminder, you know, please join our team. Um, Cocktails and Cancer is an official sponsor for the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer that's put on every year by the American Cancer Society. This year, the um, walk is October 20th. Um, You can go to our website. You can go to our social media pages, and there's a link in the bio. Uh, Click on the link. You can join the team. You can donate, but help us fight breast cancer. Word. See you next time. Bye, guys. Peace. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life.